Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Today in history, in 1820, the American whaler Essex, which hailed from Nantucket, Massachusetts, is attacked and sunk by an 80-ton sperm whale 2,000 miles from the western coast of South America. Fuck, dude, that's a lot of sperm. <laughs> that's a lot of sperm <laughs> whale. Here's the problem. We're in person. I know. And it was very difficult for me to control my laughter during what is meant to be a silent bit. Well, it's not silent anymore. It's not silent, dude. Uh, well, welcome anyway, live or not live, to What the Fuck History, where we discuss the wackiest and weirdest things that make us say, well, what, what the, the fuck, fuck history? history? Oh, I missed that. Ooh, you want to try it again? <laughs> That's okay. Absolutely not. Uh, I am your ice cream man, Zachary. I scream, you scream, we all scream endlessly into the void. And sometimes, your god pharaoh answers. And with horrible frozen treats with gumball eyes that are just a little too realistic. Mmm. Why did you do that? Mm. <laughs> no. My name's Megan, but for this bit, you can call me Tiffany and my house is open for breakfast. And I'm Matt. Today I learned that the de- deadliest animal in Australia is the domesticated cow, which is responsible for more human deaths per year than any other animal. I thought you were going to say uh, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Australian males are the, the most... Humans are first, but <laughs> beyond one. that... Or okay. the domesticated cow. I was watching a, a TikTok about Australia, and the guy was just like, I don't understand why North Americans say Australian animals are scary. We have hippie bears. You guys have real bears, and you have a lot of them. We do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have seen a bear like 30 feet from me. That's, so I'm sitting right here. Is that- <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, <laughs> uh, shit. All right. I'm, I'm leaving it to you. All right, folks. Strikes have been set to zero. A game of rocks, papers, and scissors have been uh, played and thrown around in, frankly, a dangerous manner, if you're asking me. I like to live dangerous. Uh, <laughs> the order for tonight is the God Pharaoh's Atchery, followed by the Abyssal Princess Meghan, followed by myself. And as we mentioned, we are in person, so it's going to get fucking wild. It's going to get wacky, and if any of you are watching the video, I am a man of the Stone Age and have my notes on paper while these two modern individuals are being, you know, modern individuals and doing things on a computer. So, let's get... Hey, audience. If you ever feel the need to have someone hold your hand, I'm still right over here. Just let me know. Just let me know. Uh-huh. Let's get prehistoric on this bitch. And uh... my favorite part of history is the one that isn't recorded. (laughs) My favorite part of history is the Cretaceous, if I'm being honest. Okay, nice. All right, let's get Cretaceous up in this bitch then. I'm going to get a big, long sip of wine. Mm. 
Oh yeah, it's important to note that Zach fully decided to open a bottle of Bordeaux at Megan's house. Um, it's open for it's it open is, for it breakfast. Open for breakfast and wine and wine apparently, but not mimosas. Um, well, that's no. for bre- that's breakfast. You right. fully it's decided breakfast. not to open a bottle of Prosecco, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, are you? <laughs> anyway, uh, tonight I want to talk to the two of you about a good, good Hollywood boy. Um, I loves me a good, good Hollywood boy. This good, good Hollywood boy is the man with no name himself, uh, Clint Eastwood. Because uh, dude not only made some absolute bangers of movies, um, but he also has done some wacky shit. Mm -hmm. Um, He actually is a really wholesome guy. Uh, There was a friend of a friend who recounted a story of a friend. I know it's a long way back. A friend of a friend of a friend. Yes, who basically worked at one of his restaurants, and they were unloading a bunch of packages from the actual, like, delivery truck, and Clint Eastwood happened to be there on that day, and he, like, started unloading boxes. Yeah, what a nice guy. And the guy was like... What a champ. A chief. What a chief. And then then he he looked at the guy, and he's like, do you feel lucky? Stop it. Punk. He was like, I'm sorry, that's a little bit too early. A little too early. (laughs) Um, but his whole thing was, he was like, I say everyone does every job, and that includes me. And I was like, that's a real baller move. But we're not going to talk about that too much more. Um, we're going to talk about Clint Eastwood's time in politics. Ah, oh, yes. I, Are you talking about when he was at the Republican National Convention and he talked to an empty chair? No. Oh, oh I thought that was Because that was a time in politics. That was a time in politics. And that was memed a lot. Forever. <laughs> Oh, there's not enough wine. Um, <laughs> where did wine. we put that bottle? It's got to be somewhere around here. I'm not worried about it. Um, however, it starts in 1985 when Mad Lad Clint is going to erect some buildings in a small town in California. This town, Caramel, California. Oh, nice. Why does California have like a lot of towns named after like? You know what's fucking great, too, is that it's Clint Eastwood, so it's definitely a Werther's original. <laughs> I'm shook. Mm. I'm dead. I'm ceased. Yeah. You gotta ask yourself, did I give you five caramels or six? <laughs> you feeling oh, tasty, punk? Anyway. Now I want one. <laughs> I want one. I live for the smooth, slimy texture of a Werther's original. Fuck. Okay, so in Caramel, California, uh, the city council gives him a whole bunch of grief because, well, they're asshats. Mm -hmm. Um, But basically, it's because he wanted to erect some buildings that were some office buildings in some land that he owned in Caramel. And the city council was like, you can't do that because your proposed building schematics have more wood than glass in them. Is that... Which was a, I don't understand it the was ratio. against city bylaws to have a certain amount of glass to wood ratio in buildings. They had to have more glass than wood. I feel like that's some California bougie shit. Some California bougie shit, but also Caramel, California is like a small town with like 4,000 people in it at the time. And a smooth, rich texture. And a smooth, <laughs> rich so texture. Dumb. A little bit slimy. <laughs> 
But it was a small, like, seaside beach town, and so it was very quaint. And so, like, a lot of your shops and everything had these big glass windows so people could look inside and see what was going on in the shops. So what you're saying is that Caramel, California is roughly about the size of a large condo association. Absolutely. Condo, California. California. We're actually going to get into some condo bullshit later. Welcome to Condo, California. So he wanted to use more wood than glass, and the town with their heads so far up their asses wouldn't just allow that to not be done. They also did not have street signs. Everything was done through the postal service to like know where you were. And you know, times it was like horse drawn yeah. postal service, right? Yes. Yeah. Clint Eastwood is old as fuck. <laughs> no. Um, Look, I'm not denying the fact that he is an amazing movie star. Yeah. His work is phenomenal. Just, but Come on, man. Stop. <laughs> so, okay, we're going to give him a little bit of redemption. Hold up. Yeah, this is yeah, a redemption no. arc. Because. It's a redemption arc. To a man that didn't need it. Yeah. We're just giving it to him. It's anyway. what we do. It's what we do. We redeem the redeemed already. <laughs> we're <laughs> Um. So, as I said, no. No one gave us that role. No one, one gave us that role. We pointed it to ourselves. Um, so, as I said, he, the town of Caramel did not allow for more wood than glass in their buildings. They didn't have street signs. And there was a ban in the town of Caramel on ice cream. You could not eat or sell ice cream in the town of Caramel, California. I knew there was a reason that I didn't like this town. Why? Just why? Why is that a thing, though? Like, I'm sorry. Someone, some child got a little too sticky and now no one can have ice cream. They knew Australian cows were deadly. They knew Australian cows were deadly. We can't have cows. Uh, our ice cream comes specifically from Australian cows. <laughs> and we can't do oh, this to our people And we anymore. cannot do this. They're so deadly, dude. Really not enough wine. <laughs> we should have okay. a second bottle. Anyway, so my boy Clint... Sees the, I'm just going to call him by his first name now. It's not Mr. Eastwood. He's Clint to me. Um, hey, I did it last week with whoever the fuck I was talking about. Yeah. Who was I? <laughs> Anyways, last tell me more about Clint Eastwood. literally an eon ago. An eon ago. Um, so my boy Clint saw that the town was in this weird place where they didn't want to ruin the quaintness of the town. That is, you know, the small seaside town in California. But also, they wanted to actually bring growth growth to their town. You know, so like... The town can function yeah. and prosper. Business. It'd be great for the tourism, but don't taint our reputation as a small beach town. Pretty much. That, that's actually accurate. Like, I want to laugh, but that's accurate. That's what was going on. He's going to shoot one of those black and white moving pictures here. Again, the joke is that Clint Eastwood <laughs> is old. You're making him sound as old as Prince Philip. Like, he's uh, Victorian carriage racing. Yes. We know Clint Eastwood was good friends with Jesus. Moving on. Moving on. Established fact. <laughs> Clint Eastwood and Betty White were there at the beginning of time? <laughs> yes. Anyway, January 30th, 1986... Eastwood decides to run for mayor of Cal- Caramel, California. Now, can I ask you a question that's been on my mind this yes. entire time? Is it Caramel or is it Caramel? It's Caramel. Oh, because of how it's spelled? No, 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 no. That's, that's, that's how it's properly pronounced. It's also pecan. Fuck off. Oh, fair. Oh, fair. I feel like this is more opinion. I, no, I, no, no, I no, wasn't no. ready for us to throw down like this, but... Remember, it's no nuance November. It's Caramel and pecan. Okay. Hmm. Mm. Hot take. I'm in for it. So, January 30th, 1986, Eastwood runs for mayor of Caramel, California. 
Um, he ends up actually submitting his application like a couple hours before the deadline. So they were like, had to like scribble his name in and be like, oh shit, Clint Eastwood's running. That's like when Kanye West said that he was going to run for president a little bit, you know, three months after the deadline closed. Yeah, but like at least Eastwood got his application. Yeah, just under, under, he slipped it under just the, under the line. Um, so he was um, up against the current mayor, Charlotte Townsend who he actually went on to call during his election overly litigious, and he ran on a platform of easing tensions between the people who wanted to build the town up and others who wanted to keep the town like a quaint little beach town where there's 4,000 people and everybody else can fuck off. Mm. Mm. No ice cream. No Hard ice cream. Line. Hard line on ice cream. Everyone um, was on the same platform there for some reason. <laughs> So the town, you know, naturally loves Clint Eastwood because he's a Hollywood star and this yeah. is the 1980s. This yeah. is when he's doing a lot of big films after the Spaghetti Westerns. Yeah. Um, so, he, as I said, town loves Clint. He ends up actually rescuing the Mission Ranch during his time when he's running, and which was a historical animal sanctuary that was about to be bulldozed because a bunch of condo developers... Oh, fucking condo developers were like... Oh, this would be a great place to put up a shit ton of condos in a small town that we can get a bunch of tourists to. So, paved paradise. Surfside. Surfside, yeah. Paved paradise. Put up a condo. Put up a condo, yeah. 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 Um, In a town that's big enough to be a condo complex, complex. (laughs) we've added, of all things, a a condo condo complex. complex. Zach and I are going to do that a lot tonight. I yes, think. we are. I will not jump on the band. That's fair. That's not, okay. Not follow. Um, but Clint Eastwood actually ends up spending five million dollars of his own money to buy the property before the condo developers can and save the Mission Ranch. All while he's running for mayor, he's just like, I can do this. How did this become one of his movies? I, it should have been a movie. It should be a movie. Um, I'm pretty sure it is. Clint Eastwood's life. It's, yeah, Clint Eastwood's life is a movie. Um, but the only thing that Townsend actually like had to justify why someone should vote for them rather than Clint Eastwood was that uh, he had a landline in Car- Caramel, California that was um, unlisted as a telephone number. Like you couldn't find it in the yellow pages. Mm-hmm. Probably because he's a Hollywood superstar and wants a little fucking peace and quiet every now and then and doesn't want everyone calling him on this landline that's listed. So this was Townsend's running platform? That Townsend he, running platform is like... Fucking doxed him? Yeah, fucking... Uh, Just Char- outs his number? Yeah, Charlotte, like, outs... Well, doesn't out his number, but is basically like, oh, he has an unlisted number. How is he supposed to, like, know what the people want and, like, be able to talk to the people? They can't call him up they on can't this landline. call Kyle Clint Eastwood up. Um, to which Clint Eastwood ends up replying, being like, oh, uh, cool, cool, cool. Uh, I'm going to go buy an answering machine right now. <laughs> oh, this is the only grounds that you have. This is the only ground that you I'm have. detached. This is my public number. Call me yeah. anytime. Like the beach, your platform is on sand. I'm going to go buy a fucking machine that answers all my calls. Damn, son. <laughs> that was a deep cut. Um, so... Clint Eastwood ends up winning the 1986 election by a landslide. Hey guys, in case you're wondering, Clint Eastwood won this election 40 years ago. Yep, 40. And, oh. uh, yeah. He's fully 
He was 90 then. He's 90 now. <laughs> He's 90 now. Um, so he ends up winning by a vote of 2,166 to 799. In a town of 4,000 people. In a town of 4,000 4, people. A large condo association. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, in a town of 4,000 people, this underdog, who wasn't ever really an underdog, because his beloved film star Clint Eastwood... Won a fucking mayoral election. Imagine that. We're all shocked. Yeah. Also, uh. the 80s, when Reagan is <laughs> Oh, fuck! <laughs> he was also a movie star. Uh, so, what is Eastwood's first act as mayor? Do you want to take a guess? Well, I would imagine More that it has to be something. To glass. No, I would imagine <laughs> that it has to be these shocking rules about ice cream. As um. a fat man, I could say... <laughs> With full confidence that if my mayoral candidate did not immediately eradicate this rule yeah. about no ice cream, I would oust him myself. Immediately. Go there and just get out. Um, but yeah. yes, so... It wouldn't even have to be my election. Not it wouldn't only... have to be a town that I live in. I'd just be like, Injustice! Ice cream injustice is occurring! I am the change I want to see. <laughs> yes, Clint Eastwood was like, there are major ice cream crimes. Bum, 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 yeah. bum. And then a car crashes. <laughs> it blows up. There are heinous crimes. Ice cream crimes. <laughs> so Eastwood doesn't just like be like, all right, we can like let people eat ice cream, right? He just yeets out the entire planning board that vetoed earlier uh, a quote unquote ice cream prohibition repeal. I can't believe it. I can't believe he actually did focus on the ice cream. I would have had those people executed immediately. (laughs) But I just want to focus on the fact that it was called Ice Cream Prohibition. I fully believe that there was at least one member of that council who voted, right? His name's Dennis. We're going to call him Dennis. Dennis? Is he a Metis? No. (laughs) Not yet. Dennis, well, he is because he had prohibited ice cream. Yup. However... Dennis is a fat man, like myself. Okay. Dennis was forced to vote by his wife, who wants him to be healthier. Okay. Dennis is like, Clint Eastwood's walking in there, he's like, we gotta bring ice cream to these people, and Dennis is like, yes, yes. He's like, I yes. And then his fucking wife, Mary, sitting in the fucking uh, audience of this, she's just like, and he's like, no. No, <laughs> we can't have ice cream in this town, Mr. Eastwood. Councilman Dennis Fatman is just sitting there as Clint Eastwood takes the podium Dennis and just Fatman. salivating at the mouth. Like, Clint Eastwood's in there eating a fucking banana split. Yeah, dude. Just a hot <laughs> Banana sundae. split in one hand, Klondike in the other. What would you do for a Klondike bar? Run for mayor. Run for mayor, yeah. Apparently. Um, the only downside to Clint Eastwood becoming mayor of this town, though. he couldn't be mayor forever. No. Oh. Um, actually, there's a bit we're going to get to about that. Ooh, um, so, Clint Eastwood, because he's, you know, a major Hollywood star, it ends up attracting a bunch of rowdier crowds mm. to Caramel, California. Oh, because he's, you know, a spaghetti western. Because he's spaghetti western He's going to fucking walk out in the middle of Caramel and be like, this town ain't big enough for the both of us. Also, I'm 90 fucking years old. <laughs> and do you feel lucky, punk? You wouldn't shoot a 90-year-old man, would you? <laughs> but so um, a bunch of people use it as a tourist trap, and a bunch of people like end up going there to visit, and it's kind of a pain in the ass. But like, eventually that gets filtered out when the appeal of it kind of is like, all right, yeah, whatever. 
Um, but Clint's stint as the mayor was overall a really good thing. He ends up doing a bunch of things for the public. He installs a bunch of public toilets for access around the beaches. Can't piss on the beach. He installs a bunch of uh, uh, stairways that lead to the beach, so there's more public access and Most easier ways to get around. Well, it's a tiny beach it's town. Beach like, that's town. what it was for. He's said a million times that it's a beach town. Um, but the other thing he does... Um, okay. is I have he... to lean even further just to see <laughs> your face. He expands the public library. Hell yeah! <laughs> Woo! Time to learn! But yeah, he ends up adding a bunch of stuff to the collection of the public library. And he has an entire section on why ice cream was banned in Caramel. Well, that's under local history. Local history. Mm. Um, but, but it's a, it's a full shelf. Full shelf. To it. Ice cream shelf. The idiocy of Dennis Fatman. The ice cream odyssey. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the dude would actually end up flying back in the middle of shoots to attend weekly council meetings. So he actually took the job very seriously. Oh my God. He was not just like, hey, I'm the mayor of this town. I can do whatever I would. Bada and bing. who's going to stop Bada me? Bada Bada bing. Bada um, he actually like tried to do the job very well. Uh, he actually even wrote a regular column in the town's paper where he would explain what he was going doing and like what was going on in the town and what he was doing to fix it, uh, as well as being a little bit petty, because you can be, and just absolutely blasting the politicians who were like hurting his... Like, uh, what he was trying to do yeah, and, like, helping the citizens. Um, he ended up actually calling out a councilman in his, uh, like, column in the paper, James Wright, and he just called him a spoiled child because the guy wasn't attending the council meetings. Yes. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, brother. Um, Amen. But to answer your question that why Clinton couldn't be mayor forever, he ended up actually not running again after his first term. Poor Clinton. He only... No, no. He chose to only do one term. He wanted to devote his time to his children, and he also accomplished what he came to office to do. The ice cream. The ice cream. But no, like, also, like, he was like, I have a list of things I want to do. He did them all in his first term, and then he was like, I came, I saw, I did my fucking job, I'm out. I think it's just wild that this town would have banned ice cream in the first place. It's, like, such a petty thing. Oh, absolutely. Again, I, I have no idea why they banned ice cream. Yeah, but, like, for our other program, Tonight the News, where we've talked about, like, the original concept being, like, weird laws in different states. Yeah. Yeah. Like... This falls into that. I think it's just, like, weird laws always You're not aware, allowed to wear pink socks on a Tuesday in Tucson, Arizona. Yeah, I know. Like, weird, By the weird way, laws hi, Steve. are just interesting. <laughs> yes, hi, Steve. Hi. Um, but yeah, so he also ended up donating his $200 a month salary, which, I did wow. the math beforehand. $200 a month. Which would be $486.95 in today's money. Oh my god. Uh, I mean, it was in 1980s. Yeah, yeah, but here's the thing about that, too. Is that he was already a rich movie star. Well, so that's the thing. He He donated... He did not need the money at all. No. So he did the right thing. Thing. He donated it to a local youth center. We stand Clint Eastwood. Oh, shit. I'm holding a mic, so I can't... I like how it's a completely muted mic, too. It's a completely muted mic, except for the moments where I do this. Hey, audience. I missed you. I'm back. And now I'm going again. Goodbye. (laughs) But yeah, so he ends up donating his salary the whole time to a local youth center, so that way it actually... Like, he's like, I don't need the money. Like, give it to the youths. The youths. The youths. The youths. But yes, that is my story about how... 
Clint Eastwood became mayor. <laughs> he puts it on. He puts it on the table, and then he immediately loses it. That is my story about how Clint Eastwood became mayor to save ice cream and the small town of Caramel, California. Hey, since we just mentioned Steve, I do want to mention the fucking picture that he just sent. Oh, what? Oh, on oh, be gay, do crimes. Be gay, do crimes. Honestly, and it's be gay, just a skull with do crimes. It's a skull with a knife through it and a rainbow coming off it. And it just says, be gay, do crime. Honestly. And I love everything about it's that. It's the only way to live. I'm not only gay and I don't do crimes. But that shirt inspires me, not necessarily to be gay, but to do crime. I think we, we need to keep adding to, like, the hot chip. The hot chip and lie. <laughs> be bisexual. Yeah, be be bisexual, hot chip and lie. Hot chip, lie. Do, do crimes. crimes. Do crimes. Do crimes yeah. is now added. Do crimes. Do crimes now added to the agenda. <laughs> Cool. I keep going out of frame because I'm a fat man. Also, I have You're just ADHD, leaning. and so I like I have. That was a hard story for me to get through, Zach, and I'll tell you why. Because why? your head was fully in my way, <laughs> as I was trying to like. I was trying to just because I'm perfectly positioned, as Megan is also perfectly positioned, to see my two lovely co-hosts. And every time that the audience who might be watch, if you're not watching on the YouTube's, why? Why? Um, I would I would do this. So the audience saw a lot of my bald head probably in that one. Well, I mean, it I, won't happen again because the next bit will be Megan speaking to oh a cat. Meow. Calico. Don't don't address her. Don't address okay her. okay don't. don't don't. We won't. We're she done. She hates it. She hates it. All right. Do not perceive me. So um, it is on to me, and. Do you want to know the beginning of yes. my, oh, yeah. my title? I need to know yes. the title of All right. And I said, what about Cursed Italian Tea Cakes at Tiffany's? I had a feeling. Okay. I had a, so the pattern that I'm noticing is that you two both have an intro that has something to do with your stories. I mean, not necessarily. And mine are just useful tidbits. No, you're right. Yours didn't have much to do on the... Time that El- or Einstein's brain took a walk. Yeah, it didn't. What? What was your What was your fun fact you learned today? You uh, didn't give one. Yeah, domestic no. cows. Domestic cows. Oh yeah, you did. Shit, I'm an idiot. The domestic cows <laughs> yeah, are they're dangerous. dangerous. Not that as is dangerous as man. Not the as second, dangerous. The second as man. most dangerous. See, this this is why I forgot it because I remembered I am the most dangerous animal, so I'll go punch a cow. <laughs> <I'm> the most <laughs> dangerous game. I'll fight a cow right now. now I'm surprised we're not fighting a cow right now. Uh, that just gives me remembrances of the time that a guy socked a kangaroo because it was choking his dog. Oh, out. yeah. That was a good video. That was a few years back. So, Megan, tell me more about, uh... The cursed tea cakes, cursed at, tea Tiffany's. cakes at Tiffany's. All right. Yeah. So, um, I think overall I'm really tired of hearing about the serial killers in the 70s and 80s. Uh-huh. Um, because they're all really ugly men. Like, True. They're aesthetically very displeasing. Your Facts. sister would have a lot to say about that. I know. She would also say they're very aesthetically displeasing. <laughs> <laughs> she would also be like, of course they're men. Yeah, she'd mm. be like, one, of course they're men. Two, they're not over six feet. So, and I deserve so, more. So, <laughs> I deserve better. <laughs> I deserve more. I deserve more than a six foot. Also, um, like, the amount of glasses that they yeah. have. It's too much glasses. Um, excuse me. Oh, hey. Am I not attractive because I have... No, she's yeah. talking about these serial killers. You yeah. don't want to be lumped in with them. No, I don't want to be lumped exactly. in with them. Their glasses are, like, roughly this thick and, yeah. like, this... Coke bottle glasses. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah, this yeah. big. They're yeah. fucking Dr. Farnsworth. 
It's it's too much. Good news, everyone! Good news, everyone! To shred, you say. How's his wife holding up? <laughs> to shred, you say. <laughs> But, so I don't like their glasses, I don't like their attitudes, and they have poorly executed mustaches. <laughs> I don't like how they murder people! Well, I don't like the serial killer. That's what I meant by them having poor attitudes. Uh-huh. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha. <laughs> Imagine catching a serial killer in the middle of a serial kill and just being like, I don't like your attitude, <laughs> Um, excuse your me. Your disposition? Not Trash. great. Trash. Not great. Adjust your attitude, mister. <laughs> Hey, so let good. that woman go. Let her go, and we're going to talk about this in the car. <laughs> Adjust your attitude, or I'm moving your star onto the bad behavior section <laughs> of the board. Do you think you deserve a gold star today, Ted? You Only don't. Ted, but <laughs> you say ellipses. So, uh, as if anyone needed any further elaboration <laughs> about which Ted I was talking about. What Ted do you think he means? It do you could think be he anyone. means? Do could you think be... he means their friend Ted from? Yeah. No. The audience, I don't need our friends dead. We don't even have any friends dead that I'm aware of. But if there's a dead out there who wants to be our friend and not murder us, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, no murder, please. We're back at it. No murder. <laughs> so we're back at it. So um, I think uh, also if people want to be friends with them, then they should have like rethought their facial hair. But anyway, uh, Tonight, we are not going to talk about male serial killers, unless it is to roast them, as we have already done. As we oh, have yeah. just done with As Ted we have Bundy. just done. Yes. Mm. Um, I think that's what their victims would have wanted, is like, unrepented roasting. Yeah, if I was murdered by someone, I would want to have someone on a podcast later roast the shit out of them. Roast the shit out of just them. Just like the victims of Jeffrey Dahmer, who were probably also roasted. Probably. Stop. And Jeffrey Dahmer, the people Dahmer. (laughs) I'm done. I'm done. (laughs) Megan, Megan, take me away from this horrible place. Tonight we're going to go and talk about something far more deadly. A female serial killer. Ooh. Breakfast at Tiffany's. So, first of all, I will give myself a strike. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I'm really sorry. I'm going to do this the rest of the... No, don't do that. One. I know I have one. One. One strike. Ah, 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 ah. So, um, the woman that I want to talk about tonight, her name is, uh, Leonardo, and... What the fuck? The entire time I'm thinking, this is a setup for this woman to be named Tiffany. No, her name is Leonardo. Leonardo. Okay. Leonardo, the worst of the fucking... (laughs) Ninja Ninja Turtles? Ninja Turtles. The gender... The gender bent version of the worst of the Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Yeah, so her name's Leonardo, and she was born in Montea uh, Avellino in Italy in 1893, so it's a bit of a throwback. A little um, bit. She attempted suicide twice when Good. she was a girl. Oh! Well, I mean, I feel like this is important because she does have problems. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yes, yes. You preface the story with female serial killer. Yeah, that, yeah, that should so say I problems. don't think that we needed... Well, like, this is more... I'm, like, really digging the nail into the Okay, okay, okay. okay. As you so often do. Yeah, yeah. Um, so she sem- attempted suicide twice when she was a girl, but because this was like the late 19th century and the early 20th... Imagine the heard... amount of lives she could have saved if she had been successful. <laughs> oh, that's rough. Nope. Sorry. She also could have saved lives if her life had gone a different way. 
I mean, that's if she had been yeah, if her parents said, if, "Hey, maybe the sadness." If God is hadn't real. made her broken to begin with, yeah, yeah. God makes mm. no mistakes except naming a woman Leonardo. Oh, God was one of us. Oh. <laughs> I hate that song. I listened to it. The, I don't know if you guys remember the last like verse. No, I can't say that I'm fully acquainted with that song. Yeah, like one of the verses is just like, um, just like the Pope all the way in Rome. If what if you called him on the phone? Oh, call the Pope. Yeah, but why would I want to? I don't speak Italian. Excuse me, I don't care about the Pope. I care about how terrible that slant rhyme was. Oh, it's really bad. bad It's really bad, and it keeps going. Like that's not the they rhyme like phone. Home, Rome. Okay, you need to tell me more about this female serial killer before Zach turns into a male serial killer. So I have the mustache (laughs) and the glasses. They're just not that big. Please continue. All right. So uh, people said, you know, what would probably fix your sadness is um, like more work or marriage. Yes, of course. Yeah, that would. Oh, yeah. You've got ghosts in your blood. You should do men about it. Yeah, you should (laughs) do men about it. But one man forever in marriage. Holy marriage. That's how I do it. In 1917, so she got so married to a man named Raphael. Uh-huh. Oh! oh! The other Ninja Turtle! Why wasn't your your intro named Teenage Mutant What the Fuck Turtles? No, because I like this one better. Teenage Mutant Serial Killer Turtles. You'll find out later. Oh, okay. You'll okay. find out later. Um, her mom didn't approve of this marriage because she had another man in mind for her daughter, but Leonardo claimed that her mother hated this man so much that she cursed the couple. Let me guess, it was Michelangelo. No, no, no. Michelangelo for her mother. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Um, in 1921, they moved to another uh, place, which was her husband's hometown, um, but she was imprisoned for fraud there in Good. 1927. So oh, we're really doing course, well yeah. here. We're starting to get the ball rolling. Yeah. I think the ball was rolling when she tried to kill herself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The first time. Yeah. Not so, set the ball in motion. Yeah. Set the ball in motion. This is just, it's keeping it in motion. When she got out of jail, the couple was like, I guess we burned our bridges here. And they moved to Lacedonia where their house was destroyed in an earthquake. And then they moved to Correggio. Um, it's a very important milestone, which will become important later. It was here that she opened up a small shop and she came well-respected in town. People trusted her here. Is it named oh. Tiffany's? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, 
you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. No. 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 Okay. <laughs> Um, she was also very protective of her children because a fortune teller uh, said that she would have children, but all of them would die young. And then a Romani palm reader told her, in your right hand, I see prison. And in your left, a criminal asylum. Both hands cursed. Never. First off, don't catch those hands. Don't catch Second those off. Hands. Always listen to the Romani fortune tellers. I'm telling you. Yeah, like she's just drawing negative cards here. The question yeah. I have yeah. is, ¿Por qué no las dos? Hey, we're getting there. Well, why not both? Why not both? So between these two and her mother who cursed them, she wasn't really having much supernatural luck. Oh, yeah, I can tell. Yeah. So in 1939, Italy was preparing for World War II, your favorite era. Yes. Amen. As the dad of the podcast. As the dad of the podcast. And her oldest son, Giuseppe. <laughs> okay. Giuseppe <laughs> Stromboli. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Hey. Um, was going to join the army. Okay. Um, yeah. Yep. Leonardo was determined to protect him at all costs and came to the conclusion that this meant he needed human sacrifices. Oh, okay. The I see. Ways will save us. Yeah, yeah, that's that's one way to think about it. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, just like our ancestors. Let's uh, let's uh, give us some. I hate, I hate everything about this thought process. <laughs> oh, I mean, it makes sense. Let's uh, give no. some bodies and bloods to the elder gods. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to say, uh, we're gonna take a brief aside from that. to all of our um, podcast listeners that might be listening from Italy. If in fact you are, I do not condone the actions uh performed by my my <coughs> friends here um just want to know it just want just i just want to let you know goodbye so yeah yeah sorry italians but i like i'm i'm she not don't at me don't she named her kid giuseppe yeah <laughs> it was entirely her fault so this meant human sacrifices okay and so she was a homegrown girl and didn't want to outsource so she turned to her three neighbors who were all middle-aged women okay oh. okay the first of her victims was faustina setti faustina okay faustina. but so, so i just want to backtrack for two seconds what you're saying is this woman was like we need human sacrifices but I we know. must make sure that they're ethically sourced human sacrifices yeah, no, no 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 ethically sourcing is from fucking dexter this woman okay. was like i don't want to travel for my human <laughs> okay, sacrifices no, 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 no. okay 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 so let me rephrase that she's like we need free range we need sacrifices free range. Yeah, no, all organic, free range human sacrifices. I also don't want to drive to the store. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't want to drive to the store. Faustina lives just next door. I'll slit her throat. The gods will be sated, and Giuseppe will live. And Giuseppe will live. Farm to table human sacrifices. Yes. I just, I do love that we had our Halloween episode so so <laughs> long ago at this point, and Megan is just bringing the heat. Look, it's 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 history. It's always spooky no, I mean, season it's always up in that bad. It's always definitely bad, always bad. In conclusion, so she turns to her her neighbor Faustina Setti, who was a lifelong spinster, and come to Leonardo in hopes of finding a husband. 
She's like, please help me. And she just stabs her in the throat. I mean, pretty much. (laughs) Uh, But um, she's like, please help me find a husband. So Leonard is like, okay, I'll help you find a husband. And he's going to be in a town in Croatia. You have to travel there. Croatia? Yeah, you have to go to Croatia, dude. Okay. There are no men left in Italy for her. (laughs) She has to outsource her men. We we won't outsource the human sacrifices, we but we will, will outsource the men. The men. The men come from Croatia. The human sacrifices come from Italy. I love it when a plan comes together. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Leonardo instructs Faustina to write letters and postcards to her relatives that can be mailed when she reaches the town. So she says, write these before you go. You oh, go. that's not sus at all. Yeah, very not sus. Um, so when Seti comes to bid Leonardo goodbye, Leonardo kills her with an axe, cuts her body into nine parts, dissolves it in caustic soda, and emptied that into a nearby septic tank. Then she dries out the blood, makes it into a powder, and makes tea cakes. Oh, I get it now! The tea cake tie-in. Yeah. Mrs. Lovett, what a charming notion! Mm-hmm. Yes! Yep. Um, can we talk about the fact that this is, like, the fourth story that Megan's done on shmanibalism? Mm. Like, a subset of shmanibalism. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean she does this is technically the... This is technically people-eating. It is technically yeah. people-eating, but it's not eating people yourself? It's, well, it's not... It's still shmanibalism. It's shmanibalism. I mean, it's only the blood. Your story during the shmanibalism episode wasn't people eating people themselves. It was, I don't think like, it... parsing shit out. It's only the blood! It's only the blood! But at least it wasn't her own. It wasn't her own. Okay, okay. Please, I I need to know what's going to happen here. Guys, you're witnessing us fully become uncomfy at Megan's stories in real time. I'm unhinged. Well, that happened So she did feed these tea cakes yeah. to her friends and the son that she was trying to protect. Giuseppe, oh, yeah, okay. Giuseppe Stromboli, did you eat the cursed uh, <laughs> tea cakes? Tea cakes? Hey, okay. You yelled at us for okay, doing this look, and you did it. She contagious. said they were really uh, good, though. When you're said, saying Giuseppe Stromboli, I think it just, it pulls you it. to... It pulls, I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> Go down. Uh, no, 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 no. no. So, I don't think I have any Italian in me, but it pulls out. I do. I do. I was literally talking to a coworker the other day, and I was like, your mom's Italian, right? And she's like, yeah. And I was like... (laughs) (laughs) My hand was just up. And she goes, yeah. (laughs) No, no, say no more. She's like, you don't need to... You don't need to do that. You don't need to do that. Molto bene. So, her next victim was also her neighbor, and her name was Francesca Savi. Uh, Leonardo claimed to have found her a job in another far-off town and instructed her to write letters to her family <laughs> detailing her plans. Yep. Um, and when she visited Leonardo before her departure, time. <laughs> um, she she drugged and killed her with an axe. Oh, with an axe this time. Also made her into cakes. Okay. No, she did it with an axe the first time. Oh, yeah. okay. So it's it was, it was all axe all, all the time. Axe, all the time. Yeah. Double pits to chesty, two murders. <laughs> That's a letter, Kenny, right? <laughs> no, son. It's an axe body spray. No. Oh, you're right. Yeah, double pits. Oh, my God. He's going to do it. I think of fucking... I don't know. I'm thinking of the fucking workout routine yeah. for the yeah. hockey players. My you want to be ripping? Yeah. Yeah. No, rips double not rips. Rips. <laughs> Um, so her third victim was named Virginia, 
who... Well, that's a normal That's a name. lame it's, name. I guess if you put it, give me an Italian accent on Virginia. Virginia. There we go. No, it's lame. It's bad. No, it's lame. I'm sorry. She's dead now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shit. Now I feel bad. Let's rip on a dead one. Yeah, dude. We can only We do roast... that constantly. We roast yeah, dead people no, 24-7. Is... We can only roast the male serial killers. Okay, These are okay, okay. We can Before only... I started the story. We're not talking shit about the female serial killer. We're talking about her victim. <laughs> like, okay. Oh, so we're, we're in the clear. We're like, in the clear. Even worse. No, we're good. All right. Fine. Legally, we're good. So she I checked was, with the attorney. I we're good with our lawyer. I, we're talk, good. I did call him beforehand. <gasps> Fuck. Um. So she was. G- put that down. I already called. I already Are talked to him. I already talked to him. Hello. Hello. Uh. So she was given the same treatment, but instead of cakes, she was made into soap. Huh? Oh! Yeah, which... You ever want to wash yourself with the blood of your enemies? Well, this is the fat of her enemies. Oh! You ever I mean, want to wash yourself with the fat of your uh, enemies? Okay, so she Tyler Durden'd it. Yeah, made soap. What the hell is that? Tyler Durden is from Fight Club. Oh. Fight Club, they go to a, a liposuction clinic and they steal all the fat from the bodies <laughs> and they turn it into soap. <laughs> Megan's face. <laughs> <laughs> no. Fully vomiting. You got to stop coughing like that. <laughs> <laughs> so she makes this into soap, and she gives that to her friends. And um, she also claims that the cakes that got made out of Virginia were tastier. Made okay. Of she made cakes and, and so, soap. I think she was a bigger woman. Opening a full boutique. So fattier blood cells taste better. You oh, heard it here. Oh, my God. I just came to the realization that I'd make great soap. Oh. <laughs> oh no! I'm gonna be depressed for the rest of this episode. Or maybe water. I would taste better. You would. You would. As a tea cake, you're delicious. <laughs> yum yum yum. You're Dangerous. Dangerously cheesy. Uh, fuck. Dangerously cheesy. I'm thinking of the cheetahs. No, Chester Cheetah can fuck right off. Oh, you have man. a vendetta against it. I have a vendetta against a lot of animated characters of but foods. But none so much as Charles Entertainment Cheese. <laughs> You've heard it Charles, I'm fucking coming for you. <laughs> I'll come for you and I'll make it look like an accident. It should be noted that this bitch did make money from these deaths. Oh, hell yeah, of, of course. course yeah. That's capitalism, baby. It's capitalism, baby, under fascism. It's money. It's money. It's money, 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 money. She made about 83,000 like lira. 83,000? Wait, 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 wait. Well, it's wait, an obsolete wait. currency now. Okay. And how much would that be in today's? In today's, $49. $49. Fuck yeah! $50 worth of bitches! Really? <laughs> Well, it, it's kind of hard, because um, I was trying to do the math on it, but since it's an obsolete currency, yeah. it stopped being, progressing. Yeah. Like, it stopped being valid. Well, yeah, yeah, no, but you could have converted it to a... It still doesn't work. Like, you can convert it to euro, but... Like... No, but, like, what I'm saying is you could do the money equivalent of back then times... Like, what did Lyra compare to? What was this worth? Boost it up. It's a lot of work. It's, yeah. So Zach has I, enough wine in him to do this work for us, obviously. Yep. I did do the direct. Okay. Like, and it's really only 50 bucks? Yeah. She so, made 50 bucks off her three dead friends? I mean, I'm, I guess it might have been a lot. So it's 83,000 Lyra. L-I-R-E. Make sure it is the obsolete Italian. Yeah, yeah Italian Lyra... 
You, do, 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 do. We're gonna cut all this. No, um, no. I'm not. No, I'm not gonna worry about it. You know what? Fuck it. I'm not gonna worry about it. It's too much work, and it I'm, is, I'm not. It is a lot of work. I tried. We'll update you later. I did friends. try. If you guys know what uh, eighty-three thousand lira is to today's USD, I would be interested to know. But I'm not gonna tell us. Yeah, that. tell us. Tell yeah. us. Do the work for us. Yeah. Tell us on Twitter, <laughs> Facebook, or Instagram. But I digress. So Virginia's sister-in-law gets really sus. She's like, "Where'd Virginia go? Where'd Virginia go? Yeah, where'd Virginia go? Last I heard, she entered Leonardo's house. Donde está Virginia? Yeah." I I think wrong, that's Italian. No, it's, it's, yeah, it's not Italian at all. <laughs> I think that's Italian. It's all it's all romance to me, baby. Uh, <laughs> you know, technically German is a romance language. Is it really? Yeah. Mm. Because it's based on the time period and not the language itself. Anyways, oh, interesting. Continue. Huh. Today I learned. Today, <laughs> um, so Virginia's sister-in-law reports her fears to the police who opened up an investigation and eventually arrested Leonardo. She didn't really hide her tracks, dude, very well. I mean, she fed people other people. No. Yeah, not great. So uh, Leonardo didn't confess to the crimes until they thought her son was involved. They're like, oh, we think Giuseppe did it too. And she's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Hey, no. I did all this to save Giuseppe. Yeah, Giuseppe's you not leave going him down the fuck out of this. Yeah, leave Giuseppe alone. Get your hands off my sweet boy. My sweet baby boy. It's literally like every single episode of a crime TV show where it's like, yeah, your son's going down for this. No, I did it. I did it. It was me. Um, so <laughs> then she spilled all the graphic tea. So in 1946, she was tried for murder, Tears. was unrepentant, and even corrected the prosecutor on the details of the crime. Oh, that's what you want to do. Yeah. Well, I mean, she was like, Giuseppe's not going down. And, like, they know one of us did it, so... I guess. Like, I did it. Um, so at the stand, she even said, I gave the copper ladle, which I used to skim the fat off the kettles to my country, which was so badly in need of metal during the last days of the war. Wow. What uh, a stand-up citizen. A I mean, stand-up? She's a stand-up citizen. So needless to say, she was found guilty. That's course, what happens yeah. when yeah. you give more facts. Um, and she was sentenced to 30 years in prison and three years in a criminal asylum. So, oh, so the, she got in both. In the left hand. Right and left hand. Prison, criminal asylum. She, she got them both. Yeah. Um, and then she did die of cerebral, cerebral apoplexy. Oh, my God. Have a stroke on that one. Apoplexy? Apoplexy. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. In 1970. So that's the end. Wow. Okay. I want to roll right into mine. Yeah, it was yep, a little bit yep. longer. Well, also, like, uncomfortable. We're just going <laughs> to... Yeah, we're just going uh, to get rid of our collective breakfast at Leonardo's where she's going to serve you tea cakes that used to be people. Um, <laughs> doesn't scan quite like... No, no it doesn't. Uh, moving on. I typically spend a lot of my time dadding around in World War II. Dadding. as As we know. Um, but today I'm going to make a jump back to the prequel in the duology. Uh, that's right. That's right, kids. Dad's taking a trip back to World War One. Oh wow! Uh, the war to end all wars. The as great it been war. Named. It was very. The war so great they made a sequel. Um, oh. And I'm going to be focusing on a little Serbian boy named Momcilo Gavrik. That's a. Momcilo. 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 Gavrik. I do want it to be known that I'm not a linguist, and this story is chock full of words that have funny little accents on the top. Oh, I love that for us. (laughs) And I don't know what those do, and I don't know how they affect the words, so I'm guessing. I'm fully guessing. Guess away. 
So Mom Silo was born on the 1st of May in the year of our Lord, 1906. Uh, he um, was born the 8th of 11 children. Wow. To his parents, uh, his mother and father, whose names I did not list here because they were hard to pronounce. That poor vagina. That poor <laughs> Get off her! That's um, like a lot of being pregnant. What? Huh? That's like over 11 years of That is a lot pregnant. of yeah. pregnancy. And even if they're Irish twins, like, fuck that. Well, yeah. That, yeah, like, I don't even know if she did it consecutively, right? But right. if you give yourself time to, like, heal up. Yeah. I didn't do any of the research on that, but it is certainly a large It's number. over a decade of pregnancy. It's a large number of babies to be popping out, that's for sure. At minimum, 11 years of baby bump. <clears throat> yeah, for sure. He's the eighth of 11 children, which means that there were, you know, four more, after, three more after him. If I did my math right, and I never do. Um, it's like simple <laughs> So simple addition. Bless you, sir. Grazzi. Uh, Grazzi. Now he sounds like a dad from Minnesota. Does an entire story on an Italian serial killer doing a full Italian accent. And now when he has to say an Italian word, he does it like he's fucking... No. Okay, okay. Paul Blart Malka. No, 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 no. Hold it. up. Since I have the mustache, every time I say grazie, yeah. now I have to say it like Lieutenant Aldo Rain from Inglorious Bastards. Grazie. 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 All right. Um, in August of 1914, Austro-Hungarian soldiers brutally murdered Momchilo's entire family. Oh, fuck. Uh, minus okay. three of his brothers. Oh, okay. So four out of supposedly 13 live? Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, so his dad was maimed and hung. Mm -hmm. His mother was hung. Mm -hmm. uh, I believe it was uh, three sisters, four brothers. Oh, I'm sorry. My story was sad. They all get hung. Okay. In a tree. <clears throat> That's how you get a cursed tree. I'm and just saying. It's a cursed tree. And he managed to miss his own death in this fashion. Uh, because he was visiting his cousins at his uncle's house. Wow. Uh, returning home to see his house ablaze and his family hanging in a tree, he left home with nothing but the clothes on his back. I feel bad about this life. <laughs> I mean, you should, but also... <laughs> oh my god, he feels... Uh, returning home, he has nothing but the clothes on his back and a tragic backstory that would put most D&D players to shame. Oh, wow. I feel bad. I feel bad. Okay. He's like, I regret it. I yeah. Regret it. No, that's two strikes. That's two strikes. Two. Yeah. Um, if I wasn't, I would have given myself two and I would have just walked away. Um, <laughs> he gets up. He's like, so, Silo uh, left his home to find the 6th sixth, sixth Artillery sixth. Division, uh, which was in a nearby <clears throat> area that I can't pronounce and refused to attempt. Okay. Fair enough. I Again. Mean, that's fair. Little accents. I don't fucking know what they I know, do. Everywhere. It's, it's Serbian. I, it yeah. is Serbian. Yeah, and they're just little dots and I'm so arrows. I'm sorry, and... Serbia. I wish. I if, wish. If Steve was here, he'd be correcting me. Mom Silo ends up finding a gentleman by the name of uh, Steven Tukovic. Oh, and Tukovic uh, allows the boy to join up with the 6th Artillery. Hell yeah. You want to join army? How old well is this boy? He is eight. Okay, so wait, wait. Ready? I Here's my dad joke. Yeah, go for it. Eight-year-old boy uh -huh. joins artillery unit. Uh -huh. You're telling me he's the original baby boomer? Stop it. <laughs>
It tracks. It tracks. It tracks. Uh, so it's yeah. good. <laughs> so yeah, he joins the sixth artillery at the ripe old age of eight That's years true. old. Um, that makes Momchilo the youngest soldier of World War One. Again, the greatest war of all time. The yeah. war to end all wars. It did end the wars. The war so nice they named it twice. The war so nice they started it twice. Yeah. Shit, doing this in person sucks because I have to remember where I am in this world document <laughs> the entire time. I know, you can't just constantly be staring uh, at it. Yeah, Tukovic appoints a man by the name of Milos Mishovic uh, to watch over the boy. Um, and they become fast friends. They're virtually inseparable. Okay. Momshilo is so ready for revenge that his first act of business in the care of these Serbian troops is to drop a dime on the location of the Austro-Hungarian troops. Hell yeah! That attacked his village, and then he participates in the bombing of the people that killed his whole fam damnly. So... So, like Batman, but with guns. (laughs) Like Batman, but with successful revenge and guns. Oh. Um, Yeah. What's at Batman? Fam Damley. Okay, I love Batman. Batman is my favorite superhero, which says a lot about me as a person. But also, Batman's a rich white dude who beats up the misanthropic people of Gotham in order to be like, parental issues! Parental issues! Depending on how you look at it, too, he consistently beats up people that have... You know, mental issues. Yep. That's um, true. But does. I do also want to say, because you made a remark about Fam Damley, I think that's an old bit, but because I am doing the dad bit of the podcast right now where I'm talking about world wars, mm-hmm. um, I felt the need to bring it out. My dad always used to say, Chuck you, Farley, you and your whole Fam Damley can go buck a fuffalo. And that I have carried with me my whole life. And I don't know where it comes from. I feel like I just got whiplash. It comes from I did. You got whiplash because oh. I have carried this with me my whole life. This is the reason for my migraines is because that phrase exists I know. In my like, mind. you just, every time, every word that comes out of your dad's mouth, he's like, oh, 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 oh. Congratulations. You just said some terrible, terrible prayer to a death god that we don't know. Yeah, we don't know. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Um, where am I in this text? After the Battle of Sir, which is a fight uh, between the Austro-Hungarians and the Serbians, uh, young Momchilo, I keep calling him Momchilo, but I'm pretty sure it's Momchilo. I will uh, flip-flop between the two because I am a politician. <laughs> uh, he's promoted to the rank of corporal. A fucking um, eight-year-old corporal. Is he I love this. At this point, he yeah, he's like he's still eight? between the between the periods of eight and ten. Much like I Clint think, Eastwood, ninety all the time. Yeah, ninety all the, all the time. He's either eight or ten. Perpetually um, aged. Per- perpetually aged. Uh, so Momcilo stays with his unit, and Major Tukovic, uh <clears throat> makes sure that the boy at least gets some education while he's out and about fighting oh, hell yeah. the war. So, like, they get some downtime where the regiment goes ahead, and he's like, you're going to go to this place, and you're going to get at least, like, four years of education in a very short amount of time. <laughs> and Moncilo is like, I got it. Um, I was going to say, it. normally you get summers off. Fuck that shit. You're in the army, boy. You're in the army, boy. But education wasn't the only thing he got while he was fighting in a war. He also got injured. Oh, okay. Um, so he did, you know... I, I, I thought that was going in a different direction that was, was really, too. really bad. 
He didn't get any pussy. Well, I was going to say, did they give, like, an eight-year-old a hooker? That's not good. No, he didn't get yeah, any like pussy. What? No pussy for him. Okay, but he got injured. Um, but okay. he did get injured, and there are uh, a few pictures of him in a sling. Um, wasn't anything, you know, life-threatening okay. uh, by the looks of things. He gets promoted again. Okay. Uh, Kids racking up the yeah, he's racking, he's racking up the medals. So he gets he gets promoted again to the to the rank of lance sergeant, and this is done in front of the entire group of um, the six artillery by his good friend Milos, um, Milos. while they're just camped out. Uh, at a certain point after this battle, when he's ten years old, actually, it's after the liberation of Belgrade. Uh, Major Tukovich talks to Mom Silo and he says, I have an order for you, and it's to go to England and finish your education. Aww. And he was able to do this because there was a group of missionaries from England who were helping orphaned kids because of the war. And so they were like, we'll fly this little motherfucker back and we'll teach him stuff. And Awesome. The, yeah. Another reduction. <laughs> and Tukovich is like, yeah, I mean, if we keep him with us, we will only get him killed. These are not actual quotes, but I'm sure this is what was going on. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone looked at this small baby boy and was this, just like, I don't this know, This poor man. baby boy. And uh, so he gives him the order to go to England, and uh, Mom Silo is just like, sure, I will sure. go to England. I and will go. I will go to England, and I will... Learn. Um, so he goes to England, he attends the Henry Wright School in Kent, England, and he okay. graduates in the year of 1921. Uh, in 1929, oh. uh, Monsilo Gavrik ends up getting into trouble with the law oh. because he, he has now one. reached the age where he is uh, eligible for consignment, um, or uh, conscription rather. Yep. Sorry. Um, so, 18 years old, he is allowed yeah. to be drafted into the army. Um, and when they go to draft him in the army, he says, I've already served four years <laughs> in the army. And he says, not only have I served in the army for four years, I also have, um, I'm looking for, like the Albanian commemorative medal to show that I have taken wounds yeah. in okay. combat. And they think he's bullshitting. So they go to ask this boy, this young boy who's just now reached a ripe old age of can die in battle for his country. Yeah. As if he wasn't already trying. Yeah. Um, they try and make him sign a confession to the lies. So they, they think that He's lying about this, and so they try and get him to sign a confession that says that he's lying. Fuck. And he refuses. He's like, no, I'm not going to sign this Good. paper that says that I'm lying. Yeah, so dude. they throw him in jail for two and a half months. Okay. I'm offended for him. I would be offended for him. So uh, who's trying to... Um, at what point does he go back? Like, is he still in England at this point? No, so he went back... Uh, he moved back... Pretty much after his graduation. Oh, okay. Got it. He had moved back to, according to my research, he had moved back to Serbia, the part of Serbia where his family had once lived, and it was a little bit too much for him. Mm. Yeah. Um, given, you know, it was the town where his uh, family had died, died horribly. 
Um, so I think in my research, I noticed that he moved to Belgrade. Okay. Um, and, uh, he had gotten his driver's license and he was working at a paper mill, which is where he met his wife. Oh. So he gets thrown in prison for two and a half months. And then when World War II comes around, he signs on to fight. In World War Two, hell yeah! So I have once again moved into the dad yeah. zone of World War Two. We're here. It Although had to we happen. We did not start there. Uh, this is where we've ended up. Um, he gets captured by the Germans twice. The first time he manages to escape. The second time he is uh, in a uh, work camp as it is liberated. Okay. Okay. Um. And then after World War II, he ends up doing another stint in jail for refusing to make a donation to the People's Front of Yugoslavia for the brotherly, the brotherly Albanians. Mm-hmm. And he had uh, offered some sort of retort um, to this in the fashion of, if I'm, I'm misquoting because I don't have the quote here, but he said they seemed awful brotherly to me when they were killing my people. Um, so they threw him in jail. Uh, but for the most part, uh, his later years were spent working in the paper mill that I mentioned. Okay. Uh, he did get married. He did end up having um, children. And at some point along the way, he did end up reconnecting with the three brothers... Of his who had managed to evade being killed. Oh, oh that's awesome. Okay. So, yeah. Wow, your story had like a happy ending. Yeah. I mean, it, ish. Yeah. As happy as it can get. It definitely didn't have a happy beginning, but I am like, I am happy that I'm not telling you a story about an eight year old that died in combat because oh. yeah. he had nothing else to live for. Yeah. I think. In my research, he reconnected with his family uh, or his brothers when. He came back. So, like, when he came back to Serbia and the town that he grew up in, after being in England, I think he came back and was reconnected with them, but I can't remember the exact timeline. So I did just want to add it in at the end there that he had reconnected with them. At some so that point, you guys yeah. didn't think that he just went the rest of his life without uh, reconnecting yeah, with, his, like with never, his brothers. Never knew the fate of the rest of his family. Boy. Yeah, that's wild. Though. Yeah, so he's the yeah. youngest soldier in World War One. That's so offensive, though, that they were like, "All right, time's getting the army," and he's like, "All right." It's like I did four years. I, I served did my, my time. time, but I so I tried to do. I tried. Yeah, I, I did my waiting. Twelve years of it in Azkaban prison. Um, I did try to dig a little bit deeper into whether or not they ended up like looking into his story, or if two and a half months was just like the requisite amount of time yeah and i couldn't find any definitive information on it see i was waiting for his like fucking guy in the army that he was in the battalion with to like no milos milos i was waiting for milos to kick down the jail door and be like get my good boy out of that cell and i was i was also looking for like a similar story where like either um what's his name turkovich yeah uh turkovich yeah, that's, that's what I meant. I think I was calling him Turkovich the entire... Anyways, like, him or Milos, you know, either of those two to come in and be like, yeah, we know this kid. Like, yeah. he, he definitely served with us. But I'm also like, I'm, I don't... I would have expected someone to check in on that and be like, did this kid actually serve? 
Yeah. Because this wasn't a thing that was unknown about. Like, uh, Tukovic brought this information to his higher-ups when he got into, like, bigger cities. Yeah. And bigger battles. They were like, what the fuck is this 10-year-old boy doing with you? And he's like, let me tell you his tragic backstory, trademark. He's a sergeant. Yeah, Thank no, you. he's a he's a corporal. In you our, will yeah. give him the respect he deserves. Yeah. And the salary, maybe. You salute this boy. You salute this hero. But it this is one of those child. things where I was just like, damn, this is a pretty crazy story. I was between this story and another World War II story, and I figure All I can, uh, if I load him up too much, that uh, won't be as fun. I think of um, that line in the Bo Burnham song, 30. It's like, when I was 27, I built a birdhouse with my mom. When this kid was eight, he was fighting in World War One. He was, and like, so he was with an artillery division, so I don't think he saw a ton of, like, firefights. Yeah, artillery's World, kind of further back. World War One was also a little bit different because it was the trench warfare, not like the active battlefields that you saw in other combat yeah but yeah artillery let him just be but i do kind of love his mentality of like revenge is a dish served piping fucking hot (laughs) they killed my parents this morning i want them dead tonight tonight wait what's his full name uh his name is Moncilo gavrik my name is Moncilo Gavrik. You, you killed, killed my family. Prepare to, to die. die. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Boom. Yeah, no. He's just like, so, the trail's hot now. We're yeah. going to strike while the iron. That entire town. They have occupied it. We will draw bombs. <laughs> I kind of just like, I picture him walking through the streets of the carnage afterwards and just being like, this one is still alive. I <laughs> know. <laughs> And they're like, oh, oh. aren't you eight? And he's just like, Doesn't not matter. anymore. Not anymore. By the time that he was 12, he had the thousand yard stare. Of like, because there is a picture of him at 12 years old. And he, oh, shit. he does look. Yeah, he probably like, looks messed yeah. up, dude. He looks old. Yeah. yeah. Just from just from the time. So yeah, so. like whatever. He's in the artillery unit. Yeah, but, like, but he's, he's still, still seeing war. Warfare. Yeah, he's still seeing war. Which I, I think is probably like is probably why uh his you know his major the major of his regiment was like yeah we're gonna yeah off to england for a bit so that you can be a normal boy yeah a a normal boy so you could be a real boy a real boy yeah that's the end of my story but i was gonna say i think that's a good segue because uh like this little boy looked old uh i think this is getting old because i think we're over an hour (laughs) so why don't we uh say thanks to anyone who decided to watch this wacky video version i'm making a lot of motions on the screen you yeah, can see if you're just I've, listening I've if you watched you it actually present um, like your story you do so many like, i'm i'm so gestural yeah so dude um, everyone that watched our podcast in person well like in whatever form we put this in is gonna see me looking around a lot yeah for those of them that don't know i have adhd i was gonna say going we have the two different forms of ADHD. The one where you look around a lot, and the other one where you... <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm still. I, uh, I usually... What's it like to not be yeah. neurodivergent? I'm just <laughs> um, What's it like? We have one more question that we usually can't time out right. Oh, because no. Because we do it... We do it... In an audio format. Are we doing this together? I think we're going to do we this have together. To. I think we have to. Are you ready? Yeah. Do you yeah. want to count us in? Uh, yeah. 
Okay. Three, two, one. What the fuck, history? And... We nailed that! what you hear from the triumvirate productions and what the fuck history we encourage you to tell a friend we don't pay for any ads so the best way to get us out there is to talk to other people about us you can find us on facebook at the triumvirate productions on twitter at triumvirate underscore pod and on instagram at the underscore triumvirate underscore productions even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.